0: This
1: is the story of. The <laughs> what would your life look like if you believed every experience only allowed you to be everything that you can be?. She does the penis. Ah. But seriously, what if it did? I had gone from homeschool jungle freak to shiny plastic to most hated person in the world to actual human being. It doesn't just happen in the movies. We're talking transformation in your life. That's what we're exploring here. Are you ready? Hi there, my name is Allie Williams. A few years ago, I left my old Kentucky home to build my dreams. With $125 in my pocket, after a 72-hour crowdfunding campaign, that allowed me to leave and learn in the best classroom, the world. From fun to failure to deep faith-forming seasons, I explored for two years, then landed in sunny LA after learning three things. One, your almost will never satisfy your craving for your utmost. Two, the most courageous work is done in love. And three, the crazy faith within you, that's what changes everything. And that is where the real journey began. My journey to embrace imperfection and build a life to live out those truths. It's brought me to you. Lucky me, right? If you're here, I'm holding space for you to get to know the courage and character you carry. The thing that so many of us miss. I know I did. That involves some effort though. A bit of being and some doing. Learning, healing, loving, failing, and growing. The works. Now, I have a disclaimer. If you want to remain the same, I lovingly recommend you find another podcast. I believe in you far too much to allow you to stay stagnant. Here, we grow. Here, we live overconfident and underprepared because this is the thing. You're never going to be fully ready. And I promise, that shouldn't stop you. If you're still here, I have one thing that I need from you. Show up. Show up nervous, Show up frustrated, show up confused, just show up. Not for me, for you. In exchange, I'll do the same. I'll bring the stories, the conversations, and the tools I've found thus far in bite-sized episodes because my journey wasn't just to teach me something. It's for you. I believe we were created to change the world. Yes, that means you, but I want to know, will you? I'm willing to bet that you will. You ready? Let's dive in, shall we? welcome to life right up your alley. Hello, guys. Welcome back to right up your alley. I am so excited for today's episode as I am every week, but this is a really big treat for you because we have Isabella Levy here. She is incredible. And guys, we're going to dive into it because she's about to blow your mind. So thank you, Isabella, for being here. I'm so excited.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm super excited and I hope that I am up your listeners, alley.
1: Oh my gosh, you are girlfriend. (laughs) That's my favorite joke. So thank you for being there and getting there already. From there, I just want to hear about you. So we're going to dive in from the basics first and foremost. What is your background in? Where are you from? What do you do? Let's hit all of that first.
0: Mm, Yes. So I'm first a believer. I am currently a fiance and I am also a serial entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So in terms of where I'm originally from, I'm originally from the UK, currently living on a beautiful island called Madeira. Uh, It's such a blessing here. I literally feel like I live in paradise and me being here uh, has opened me up to just so many different ways of seeing the world and therefore seeing what I can actually do in the world as well. So if I take you back to my childhood of where this really all started from me, uh, I came from a quote unquote money rich family. Uh, I experienced the luxuries of life at a really early age and we experienced many dangerous and difficult situations as I grew up. And one day we lost everything. My dad was sentenced to 10 years in prison and we lost the house, the car, the family, the friends, the freedom, literally everything. And I saw that without a man in the house, Neither was money, Mm. and I was really confused. But it also made me really curious of why is this actually the case? And I committed to being financially independent, uh, literally at the age of sixteen. So I continued on knowing that I desired to help others as well. I just didn't know what quite in. So I went to uh, study psychology at university. So that's what my background is in. And then through our um, university, I. Actually, fell into coaching without even knowing uh, that I was doing that. Meantime, I also have a partner who is a professional athlete. So even though I committed to being financially independent at the end of my university years, I had a decision to move in with him or to basically continue on a career and. I chose him. He's now my fiance. He's the love of my life. And I remember packing up from where I lived to drive to where he lived, move in with him. And I just was in the car for four hours. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And in that moment, I recommitted to my financial independence. And I said, whatever it takes, um, I am going to make sure that I set myself up in the best way, because I'm not going to repeat my past. And I'm also not going to allow the generations to come to do that as well. So uh, first month I moved in and I also sell my business. And I gained 17 clients with no lists, no ads, um, and no paid marketing. And I've scaled ever since the last 3.5 years of supporting my clients and collectively generated over $3.5 million. So let's just say once I created that financial independence for myself, I was committed to then supporting other women in doing the same. And now my mission is to elevate the wealth of women worldwide.
1: Wow. I am so obsessed with you. And I love... The way that you, it goes back to childhood, right? Mm -hmm. And not always spoken about that in that way, I believe, but those money stories that we have, they go back to those, those memories. And thank you for sharing that with us. But- we all have those moments whether we realize it and utilize it in our stories or not and so that is incredible that is so awesome and uh, it just is shows your passion like god literally like shows through that which is incredible but then on the other side the permission i think that's what so stood out when i encountered you on clubhouse i was like she has God has given her permission every single one of us has been given a permission slip from God right to be who we are supposed to be with identity and purpose he supplies the vision but then you like have given yourself that permission slip and you just you literally walk you just navigate life in it and it's so incredible so it's cool to hear the background of it and I know that anyone listening right now is like whoa okay I want more so we're going to go deeper I want to know What is your recipe for success then? So hearing that story, obviously you've built an incredible business, you've built a beautiful life, but what does success mean to you and like, what is your recipe for it?
0: Yeah, well, thank you for everything you just said. And I first of all think that when we speak about our stories, that makes us Who we really are. And in order for us to continue to be who we are and more of a remembering and a reminding who we actually are before all of these stories got put on us, um, is essential to our own success. So my recipe for success is continuing to peel off the layers that I'm actually not getting out of my own way and really allowing God to lead the way. When we try and do everything in our own power, So many different things will come up and try to stop us. But when we allow ourselves and grant ourselves permission to be big, to play big, uh, I really believe that the only way we can do that um, in a way that feels amazing to us as well is allowing God to really flow through us and for us to then step that into the world. So the first thing is, is understanding what your story is, but also what no longer is serving you from that story. And what do you need to create on top of what God's already given you in order for you to go on and really create that success for yourself. Mm -hmm. The second thing is from that is to continuing to move out the way. Like I said, I get in, I get in my own way all the time. Ali, I don't know about you. Oh, I don't know about you. All the time. <laughs> oh, my days. Girl gets in her way. And I then can become anxious. I can then become the know it all. I can then become the perfectionist. And like, that isn't who I'm meant to be. That's not who I'm supposed to be. So continuing to say, okay, I see you, but get out of your way and just center yourself back in to really be of service, which brings me on to my third point of the recipe for success. If you continue to lead from a place of service and you make it more about others rather than about you, you then take the spotlight off yourself. And that allows you even more permission. It takes really the pressure off as well in order for you to continue to step into your success and step into service and really step into the speciality uh, that God has really already coded inside of you.
1: Mm, That was incredible. Everything. I will re-listen to that. And one thing that kind of stood out to me in it too is in that service part, right? And like that that is obviously the the reason like the biggest driving factor to get out of your own way for me at least and I, It sounds like for you is wow when I do that I can I can do good right for someone far beyond myself and it, it made me think of this picture that I had a dream of this in college and I think of it all the time now And it's so cool because when I get to encounter other women um, and men on their own journey um, in entrepreneurship or in whatever it is that they do I see this. I see this glowing in so many incredible people. I saw like a diamond and you know so often we obsess over you know something perfect something beautiful something shiny but i realized like it was this really neat dream and that it was like a, you can decide to be a diamond or you can polish all of the the things around you and make them shine and that reflection will come upon you and there's nothing that parallels that right like it has wow. nothing to do with you right like it is in you working to refine and and with purpose on those others that that reflection that speaks for itself. So beyond maybe that of just like chiseling away at one thing. And I just thought that was such a profound thought. And again, you just exemplified that in such a big way. So thank you for like showing up in the world like that. And thank you for explaining that in such a beautiful three-step process.
0: Oh my days. Anyone that is visual, what you've just shared is, is amazing. I'm going to carry that image inside of my mind.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm so visual. We both are we were saying this before, we are both dyslexic and which is something that people may think is, you know, going to keep us from success. It's so funny. I had an IEP and I I don't know if you got what it was called, um, in the school that you grew up in, but I was in the special ed class until like third grade because I was, and I was told I was stupid. Right. And I think it's so cool because my dyslexia has allowed me to be so visual. And then there's so
0: many others who are were so visual and it's such a blessing, you know? It's so true. You know what? My dyslexia always had me believe that you know, I was below average, but I see it as such a blessing that that was actually put on me at that time because it allowed me to be even more determined. It allowed me to continue to get back up. It allowed me to work 10 times as quote unquote harder than anyone else. So when I stepped into entrepreneurship, I was like, oh, I'm really used to this. Yes, absolutely. Like this is easy. Like we have to... Of course, you go the extra mile just
1: naturally because of it. So mm-hmm. anyone listening, if you have anything that has made you believe it's a, a setback, it's a setup, 100%. Mm. We, both, we both live in that truth, you know? That's so good. Okay, so in this, those three steps were incredible. And even just you have that resilient attitude too. You show up, girl. And mm. you even, it. you show up in knowing that you might even keep yourself from showing up. And that is an even deeper level of showing up. How do you stay consistent? Like, what is, what is your recipe there? Do you rest? Do you have, like, you know, specific, like, routines or ways? What, what is it that you do to kind of allow yourself to chip away day by day by day?
0: Yeah, three things just came to mind as you were speaking. God, goals, and grit. And I don't think I've actually ever even got those words um, together like that before. So let's see where this goes. But the first thing that I do is continue to put God at the center of everything that I do. So as I wake up in the morning, as my eyes open, I'm already being so grateful for my day. And the first thing that I go into is prayer, praise, worship. So by the time that I'm fueled up and filled up with all of that, like I am ready to go. But again, people try and fill themselves up or people try and do everything in their own power. And of course that's going to be exhausting. So people always say, how do you have so much energy? Because I spend two hours in the morning filling myself up. And then I, I am a girl that loves sleep, by the way, a girl that absolutely loves sleep. And then I, I sleep, I recover and I get up and I go again. And when you allow yourself to start your day from that, you also can create that consistency in what you do and who you are naturally too. So first thing is my morning ritual. Everyone speaks about this, of course, but really allowing yourself to feel into your morning ritual, not just having it this thing that you need to check off. Your list is essential and definitely essential for my consistency. The second thing is I'm really clear on my goals. I know what my goals are. I know what I've got to do to achieve them. And I know that there's only a certain amount amount of hours in the day in order to create those action steps and implement those action steps in order to move forward. Right? So I'm someone that is definitely driven by my mission and by the vision that I've got. So for me, there's actually, there's really not a way to be inconsistent because that's going to pull me away from what I'm here to ultimately do. And then the third thing is you've got to have grit. There's going to be times where you want to fall off. There's going to be times where you feel like others are making you fall off. There's going to be times where you're going to have to get back up because something didn't do good. But when you've got grit, when you've got the perseverance, you keep on going. you got to get yourself back up, try again. And you know the key to success is the people that try, fail, 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 try, try, fail, try, and then succeed. And 10% of what you do is going to be a success, but you've got to be prepared for that 90% to not go the way that you originally thought it was going to. Sometimes it's way better than you thought it was going to, but you've got to make sure that you're putting in that 90% in order to get that 10%. That's
1: so good. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the order of that, that all came to you, God and then goals and then grit, the foundation, having that firm foundation in your routine and mm. your beliefs and what, again, your truth is then allowing space for your your goals. You're not worshiping your goals. Your goals aren't your foundation because they will change, right? And I mean, there is, that's the truth. 10% will succeed, 90% won't. Your your worth is consistent within all of it. Right. And grit, grit is so underrated. And grit is, it visually for me, it is that part when there is a gap your grit and God are what stand in and fill that gap, you know? So I love that. That is incredible.
0: Mm, I also see like a triangle when you say that of like God at the base and then those other two things at the side as well. Like when you said God is the foundation, you're unable to create your goals that feel aligned and have the grit and the energy to continue to move forward with it. So yes, setting that strong foundation is key. That is so true and so good. And it, again, you exude it.
1: There's confidence and it, there's so much just life and light in your words. And it's obvious that that's because you have these things nailed down. And anyone listening, this isn't, don't feel bad if you don't, right? There has been a moment in time where both of us did not have this. And there are moments in time and in the future where we will, you know, come back to it and have to reset these things. And it's beautiful. That's part of the process. It takes courage. To be able to do that, it takes courage to be imperfect, to show up, and to actually just do it, and to know that what happens is good and that God will make it good and that your consistent work will make it good. And so, courage is a big piece of what I speak about here on this podcast with my guests and in solo episodes. And so, I want to know, Isabella, what does courage mean to you?
0: Courage for me means when you persevere past your perceived problems. So when you are faced with a problem, you can perceive it as a challenge that you're not going to overcome or a challenge that you are going to be solution-oriented and move past and move up from. Mm -hmm. But when these things come in the way, and whoever's listening right now, I don't know what your problem is. I don't know what your challenge is. But if you use courage to overcome that, you're going to be able to get on the other side of that. And on the other side is where your breakthrough really is going to be. But God will continue to present things to us, not as a test, but to see how we can manage certain things. Because if we can't manage a little bit, you know, God is so good that he's not going to give us loads to then manage. So as you continue to perceive things as, you know, quote unquote problems, asking yourself, how am I going to step forth Into this and therefore over it um, in order to move past it. And you've got to have the courage in order to really do that. And when you have the courage, that still means that you could be stepping forward with your, you know, hands shaking, with your heart really racing, with your brain a little bit confused of what you're really gonna do. But that's the whole point. If you do that anyway, feeling all of that, you're gonna win. You're gonna, you're gonna continue to move forward. And I think that, you know. Making sure that you continue to overcome um, will allow you to continue to build that courage, as well. And Ali, before we started this podcast, was like, "My audience likes things, you know, short, snappy, sweet." And we said, "Wherever this goes, is going to go." But I remember when I was twelve years of age, there was an armed robbery in our five-bedroom house. There were six armed men, and my mum and myself, and. On the other side of the house was an alarm button to alert the police. And it was going to take me like at least 30 to 40 seconds to run there, right? And I think that's honestly where my courage really built from. I remember taking the run when they were screaming, where is she? When my mom was on her own in the kitchen, having no idea what they were going to do to her or me. But because I saw a problem, because I saw that if I could get onto the other side of it, we were going to get through it, I had the courage to run and from there that did save us. So find and find tune where your courage already lies within you and continue to use that in everything you do because it is already within you.
1: Mm, Holy cow. That was incredible. And what made it so courageous is that you knew whether you made it or not, it was worth it to run Mm. that courage, you know, that's so true profound that's incredible wow i love you have such a great story you have so much depth and i love that and i think one area of life that people don't realize has a lot of depth and opportunity for depth is with money and you know you you work with people you are a money mentor so do you have any advice for someone who wants to change their relationship or viewpoint with money, for someone who wants to have more courage with money, what would you say?
0: Yeah, the first thing is is to really understand the principles of money. There is an abundance of money. Money is limitless. Money is a digit, literally, on a screen. And you get to open your arms up to it and gain access, or you get to continue to fold your arms, be stubborn, and say that, you know, it's not available to me. It's not meant for me. And the truth is, if you relax your shoulders a little bit and you open up your arms and you open up to the abundance, things will start to flow through you and to you. So in order to continue to unravel your own arms, you have to actually, first of all, discover what your current relationship is with money. And when you discover what that is, you'll start to see again, what stories have been put on you that no longer serve you. And also how is that relationship with money right now actually serving you? Because you've got to see why you're still in that type of relationship, right? It's like when women are in abusive relationships and they're staying because the man's got the finances. Well, they're staying because it's serving them in some way. But they know if they were to step out of that, there's going to be another way for those finances to flow in, right? So you've got to first of all ask yourself, and I use that as I use that analogy, I use that example because I want it to shock you. I want you to see that that's the exact same what you're doing with your own relationship with money. So first things first is to discover what the story is and actually ask why is it serving you. Then moving into if I was to release this story, how and what do I need to do in order to release it? Because it's not just something that you you know, say uh, or even write in your journal. There may be things to actually do. For example, a relationship that I had with money is that I needed to be responsible with my money so I could look after everyone else. Mm. And it is... Normal that I took that on because my dad was sentenced ten years in prison, and my mom and my sister didn 't seem to be uh, you know bringing in finances, so for me, when I started to you know work for money, I started to see that I would take responsibility for things and I would put myself in kind of the adult role rather than the child role uh, in my family dynamics. So when my dad came out of prison, you know, little things like when a bill came, I had to sit back. I said, no, you know, I have to sit back in my own and say, this isn't my bill to pay. This isn't my bill to pay rather than continuing to pick things up. So I was recreating habits that would allow me to stop feeling responsible for everyone and everything else. And then going into, okay, yeah, what do you desire your relationship with money to actually be like? Now, if you're listening to this podcast, I know that you desire an abundance of money and a really fast way to do that is to open up your gates of abundance to give more everyone's always got something to give. If you've got nothing to give, that's even more proof that you've got to give more. When you allow yourself to put out your hand and give, God will provide like 10 times as fold. So of course, I could literally speak about this, Ali, for hours and hours and hours, but specifically staying on the question of changing the relationship with money, that's what I would say.
1: That was so good. And the giving part is is really, really important. And that's something it's, I'm going to be so raw and real about this. I have struggled with that. And I think that's not in a, in a selfish way at all, but in a way of like, I love to reinvest my money in my business. Right. And I believe in the different businesses that I have. And so, you know, that's something I just recently moved and I left Los Angeles where I was and I moved to North Carolina. And so many people were like, why would you do that? That makes absolutely no sense, Sally, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I just felt this conviction from God where it was like, I am spending money on things that have nothing to do with why right. God put me here on earth. Right. And so sometimes you have to create space to do it. But anyway, I think, you know, that for every anyone listening, if you feel like conviction in that or if you were like, oh, wow, like what does that look like? for me it meant you know re- like really reducing my footprint so i could give bigger and and it's crazy what it does for your heart and i'm still again in earlier stages cuz i i didn't really understand i was like oh yeah here's like $300 a, a month you know on something but god was like nope, that's not that's not what i mean right like i need you to yeah. really trust and to really give so i love that and again if you're listening you're not alone in whatever phase of the journey that you're in. And it's beautiful. Giving is such a blessing. So thank you so much, Isabella. I am absolutely obsessed with you. And I know that anyone listening is too. So this is my favorite part of the episode. How can we serve you as a community? Our last question is always, how can we show up for you? What do you need? And how can we have more of you?
0: Mm, Okay. Here are my three asks then. Number one, my mission is to elevate the wealth of women worldwide. And I know for sure that I cannot do that on my own. So today, ask yourself, how can I create more money in my business? Write it down and go ahead and do it. The second thing is go and give to someone today. If you know them, if you don't know them, maybe it's somewhere that you regularly give, maybe it's somewhere that you didn't give, go and give. And third I want you to repost this podcast episode and share with us what your biggest takeaway was and tag us both in it. That's what I would love.
1: So good. Absolutely. And you guys, her information is in the show notes. So go give her a follow. She's going to blow your mind. Um, And we are just so thankful that you're here. Thank you for all of the knowledge all of the just golden nuggets. And just for your heart and your spirit, you are such a contagious
0: being. And I, am, I just love this. So thank you. You are too. I love it. And I love that you call yourself like a pep talker. I, I, feel, I, feel, I feel pepped up. I feel ready to go. a girl. That's how you know I've been here. <laughs> I'm so glad.
1: Oh gosh. Okay. Well, have a great day.